0: بسم الله الرحمن Today's episode topic is going to be about our diet during the month of Ramadan The month of fasting is approaching us quickly and one of the issues that we face during that month is how we manage our diet Today our guest Dr. Laraib uh, will help us understand what's best for us and what we should avoid as well Sister Laurie Maddy uh, is a second-year family medicine resident with an acute interest in integrative medicine. She's currently working in Michigan. Welcome, sister.
1: Thank you, Ali. Thank you so much.
0: No problem. So uh, with that, uh, we would like to start our topic and questions. Uh, The first question is going to be, how do we know whether what we eat is good or not?
1: Yeah, that's actually a difficult question, given that we a lot of us... Live in North America, and there is a lot of things hidden in our foods that we don't even know. There's a the corn industry has huge subsidies, especially in the United States, and and because they produce such a surplus of this material, they turn mm-hmm. it into sugar and they hide it in things like breads and pastas that. We, I mean, things we wouldn't even guess, really. Oh, wow. okay. So it's very difficult to know what's good for you to eat. A lot of people I find have difficulty knowing how to read labels. I find this with a lot of my patients. I find this with just even myself. I had to learn how to properly read a label, mm-hmm. you know. So I think the main, the main thing that we can do is educate ourselves in terms of labeling and what to look out for. Sugar in our foods. That's hidden has a lot of different names but one of the main things the way to recognize that it, it ends in O.S.E. like the main one we all know is glucose but mm-hmm. also fructose and any any oses, mm-hmm. um really is added sugar and when you start to read that thing those things and even on the label sometimes they will tell you how many grams of sugar per serving mm-hmm. so you have to make note and pay attention to servings so that's one way to know What you're eating is to educate yourself about how to properly read a label. That's right. Other way, one of the main things that I have been trying, it's hard, I understand, but I've been trying to really encourage people to just buy fresh things. And when you go shopping, shop on the periphery of a grocery store. And every single grocery store is set up this way, that when you first walk in, you walk around the perimeter of it. And it's all your fresh foods. It's all your fruits, vegetables, meats and whatnot. And try to avoid the aisles. The more you avoid the aisles, the better quality mm-hmm. foods you're mm-hmm. eating. Not everyone can afford, obviously, like organic and, you know, like all these pasture-raised and free-range eggs and mm-hmm. whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it does, it does make a difference when you are able to eat those things. But really, if you just shop around the periphery and avoid the packaged foods, you tend to avoid a lot of those added sugars. Like the more you make at home, the better it is, obviously. So that's one way. That are, those are two ways to know what you're eating is correct. And really, in terms of like being able to eat organic and whatnot, you don't have to eat everything organic. Organic tends to be a little more pricier.
0: That's right. But there's
1: a great list. Exactly, it's a very pricey and it's hard for a lot of people to afford. That's right, you know, and People push it a lot and it's unfortunately um, It's hard not everybody can do no. it but according to even like the government organizations um, EWG which is in oh gosh, what does that stand for? I can't quite remember mm-hmm. um, but they EWG is a, an organization that looks at your foods and what is good in terms of what what foods are grown with pesticides and whatnot and they have a great list they have two great lists one is called the dirty dozen and one is the clean 15. So the dirty dozen list is one where if people can want to try to start eating more organic more cleaner foods those are the foods I would specifically buy organic mm-hmm. everything else is fair game but From dirty dozen so for example I think they include from what I can remember it's got strawberries on it spinach on it, apples peaches so it's 12 foods that basically um, you guys can all look it up it's called EWG's dirty dozen list okay these are the foods that use the most amount of pesticides um, when they're when they're growing them in farms and so those are the foods if you can buy if you can buy anything organic I would recommend people to buy those things organic from that list. Mm -hmm. And then the Clean Mm -hmm. 15 is another list, which is actually pretty excellent. Those are the foods that are pretty clean in general. Like these are fewer pesticides. And EWG tests their foods to look at concentrations. So these foods have like good good amount of concentrations. Avocados is on them. Corn, pineapple, onions are okay to buy that are not organic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So those are two lists I would encourage people to look at. The Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15.
0: Uh, so what kind of food should we focus on and what kind of food should we avoid during the fasting?
1: So specifically during fasting, yeah. So I, I'm from I'm Pakistani, so South mm-hmm. Asian food. Mm-hmm. And I think I've spent enough time with your families to know that I think similar things are done during Ramadan where Mediterranean people are a little bit better. Arabs are a little bit better in their meals. But we have a lot of like fried doughy things uh-huh. and things that give you... A short burst of energy and they'll keep you full for like a moment basically Mm -hmm. so breads and rice so really carbs yeah carbs and then fried carbs specifically right the thing you want to do is you want to be able to get enough nutrition to get you through the day really avoiding those foods is probably the best for you they will dehydrate you you're you're taking in too many carbs and then you're not eating enough enough nutrients basically when you're eating foods like Mm -hmm. that In terms of making a plate, for example, when you're breaking your fast, really, I think the rules that are good for like your heart health and for getting you enough nutrition, they fly in Ramadan as well. So I always tell my patients, even like my diabetics that are struggling with their meals, when you're making a plate, really half of your plate should be vegetables, Mm. green vegetables, not fried, (laughs) you (laughs) Mm -hmm. know. Half of your plate should be vegetables, a quarter of it should be protein, and a quarter of it should be carb source. So you do get that burst of energy. Carbs give you energy in the moment. This energy doesn't last very long. It's a spike. And I do have to say I'm not a I'm not a specialist in nutrition. I just know what I know from what I've learned in my in my residency and like spending time with the dietitians and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So carbs give you a burst of energy in the moment, and this energy helps keep you going, which is why it's encouraged for us to break our fast with dates. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're a huge source of carb, and it gives you bursts of energy, but it doesn't keep you full for long. No. To be able to stay full for long, you need to incorporate some kind of a healthy fat into you, and additionally, you need you know vitamins and minerals to make sure your body is getting what it needs to thrive, not just survive. To thrive.
0: Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm. Sugary drinks really avoid those again there's the quick burst of energy doesn't do anything for you it's not nutritious it just fills your stomach and you can't eat you can't eat nutrition basically nutritious things further
0: up what what if someone uh, eats uh, car- carbs just like you described but he says he would take the multivitamin pills
1: <laughs> yeah sure i mean i guess if that's what you want to do you can do that but really your your bo- it's not just getting carbs you know it's for example your bowel movements if you're not getting enough fiber Mm-hmm. You're going to be constantly backed up and you, mm-hmm. you don't want to like constipation. Honestly, it's one of those things that like we all joke about, but really we've seen people with really severe cases in hospitals mm-hmm. and that's something that can really make you sick. That's right. So you, you know, you don't want to be in that position. No. So more fiber, multivitamin. Sure. If you choose to get your nutrients in, in that way, that's fine if that's what you choose to do but really you're not getting you're not getting much out of it it's no. it's a pill <laughs> you know it's medication it's made artificially food is medicine you know, food mm-hmm. food has everything available that you need mm-hmm. so what well, i don't you know that just doesn't make sense to me when people would choose to do that mm-hmm. i hope you, i haven't heard anybody say that before i <laughs> that's just a in very case. strange Had to
0: ask the question yeah
1: no for sure I mean, I would tell them that really food, you need food to live, you can't live off of pills, you know?
0: Now, what about coffee, tea, uh, juice, other drinks, any healthy uh, restrictions?
1: Yeah, so basically in terms of drinks, um, I think one of the main goals during fasting that people should have, in my opinion, is staying hydrated. Um, So water, milk is great, fruit juices are also good without any added sugars. Um, but if you, if you consume things that have a lot of added sugars, then again, you're pushing yourself towards, you know, retaining that sugar, developing diabetes, creating insulin resistance. So Mm -hmm. I would, I would really avoid excess sugars. Um, but anything that can give you some hydration is I think a great idea during the month of Ramadan Mm -hmm. coffee. Yeah. The coffee can be a little tricky when we have some elderly folks that only drink coffee and we're trying to keep them hydrated. We tell them, sure, drink coffee because it's one way they're getting fluid, you know. Mm -hmm. But really, for most people, coffee can be dehydrating because it it can make you urinate more. So coffee is one of those things. It's hard for people to give up and people have a huge, people get headaches. They have withdrawal symptoms. So it's difficult, but I would know it's okay if you try to avoid it a little bit. Try to cut it down um, as you're coming closer towards the month of Ramadan Maybe if you're used to drinking three cups a day, go down to two, um, and then go down to one, just so you, you can make it through the day without getting extreme headaches, getting tired. Um, and then tea tea is usually good. Mm-hmm. Tea is pretty safe. It still gives you some caffeine. If you can replace your coffee with tea, it's probably a little bit better for you, mm-hmm. um, especially if you do something like a green tea. Coffee has more caffeine in it, but the green tea has a slower release in caffeine, so okay. it releases through your body through the day so you don't get like that burst of energy initially but it really does keep you going for a lo- little bit
0: longer interesting yeah.
1: mm-hmm. and then in soup a lot of arab countries well you guys use a lot of soup which i think is a great way yeah um great way to add some nutrients there's lentils beans in it Meat, mean mm-hmm. as long as people mm-hmm. are not doing a lot of like creamy soups because you can easily overdo that and again lead to increase increased body mass and weight
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no my favorite is lentil soup really good
1: yeah yeah as muslims most muslims don't really have a difficult time just jumping right into fasting you know mm-hmm. fasting right. in general is pretty good for your health I, a lot of dietitians many that i have worked with do recommend it for a lot of their patients in general um nobody the only thing is nobody recommends ever <laughs> stopping fluid intake so we're we're unique in that sense that when we fast, we don't even drink any water. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So one of the main things that I tell people to prepare themselves really should be to make sure you're adequately hydrating yourself currently. Um, when you get to fasting and you find that, you know, if you're dizzy, if you're having any sort of issues getting up, you're probably dehydrated. Headaches. Mm-hmm. Headaches are a huge, huge thing when you initially start fasting. And so, mm-hmm. and it's because we don't hydrate ourselves prior to, like, nobody drinks enough water, really. <laughs> no. Um, so, so I think, I think that makes the difference is keeping yourself hydrated to try to prepare for the months coming up. And in terms of just, you know, spiritually, religiously, these months are great. You know, we're currently in Rajab Shaban mm-hmm. next month. That's right. Do some, do some practice fasts. I think it, you know, the days are getting a little bit longer so we can we can prepare our bodies for this Mm -hmm. Um, and start making small dietary changes now. I mean, it's a it's a marathon, really. Nothing happens overnight. So Mm -hmm. if you're used to eating a lot of sugar, try to cut down now. If you're used to drinking a lot of soda, try to cut down now. Um, So same thing with coffee. So by the time you're in Ramadan, I think you'll you'll be ready. You have a month and a bit for now. A mm-hmm. month in a bit is long enough time. I think if you make small changes, to get
0: ready, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think in terms of a timeline, really, everybody is different. I, I, I don't think the same thing would work for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. But really, if you know that there's something that you struggle with in terms of your diet, if you make small changes now, I think you could really benefit by the time it comes to Ramadan. Really, the hydration though, I think people should start drinking more water.
0: Beautiful. Well, that was great. Very informative. Thank you you very much for being with us today, uh, Sister Larry. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: Inshallah, we will have you more uh, for different topics, uh, you know, soon after we release all of these episodes. I will
1: say before we end, though, I'm gonna encourage everybody to stay indoors and follow the directions of your government.
0: (laughs) That's right, 100% and uh, with that brothers and sisters uh, we end our episode if you have any questions or feedback or um, comments that you want to share with us please don't hesitate to do that Uh, we would be more than welcome to answer these questions or take these comments with that have a great day and stay safe